Fuck pain, fuck heartbreak. I'm still in love with life. From the multicultural headquarters of the future capital of the free-thinking states of America known as Los Angeles, this is the Drunken Dows Podcast. Tonight, it's interview time again as our old pal Duncan Trussell returns with his post-Burning Man update, along with a whole new point of view created by going tribal with 70,000 people, as well as a peek at the burning tar pits of your id, the insanity of putting work before recreation, disappointed aliens, family versus strangers, and the hope that empathy will save the world. And now... Asking you all to spread the words that corporations are not persons, I'm Rich Evers. And my partner in crime, the savage philosopher and middle finger of the gods, Daniele Volelli. As we invite you to lower the lights, batten down the hatches, and prepare to open your mind. For the Drunken Dows Podcast, begins now. Welcome back to another fine episode of the Drunken Dows Podcast, episode 121. The return of our pal Duncan Trussell. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Uh, we'll get to the interview in just a second. But first, a little bit of business. And don't skip over so quick. Uh, this one's a new one. I just would like for you guys to take a second and check out WhenWeWereApollo.com. It's a Kickstarter page. But uh, my pal Zach and John, director and producer, are trying to put together a fine movie that's all about exploring the impact of the Apollo space program and the 400,000 people who work together to complete an insane, incredible task. Um, Apollo's going to be 50 years ago in 2019, and these fellows are trying to get their movie off the ground. So they're doing a uh, Kickstarter, and even even a dollar will help them get along the way to their goal. So go check it out, When We Were Apollo dot com and uh chip in a couple of bucks and help them out so we can get a movie made about the apollo and uh, be inspired by a time when we all work together all right uh on to our regular bunch of goodies including datsusura dsgear.com hemp bags backpacks hats socks geese all that great stuff i can't recommend them enough uh i've had bags for four or five years now that are just bordering on indestructible i think the worst thing i ever had is well one got dipped into some bleach on the on a fishing trip and it uh, turned a crazy orangey red color but other than that it keeps on keeping on so dsgear.com go get yourself some cool hemp stuff now we got to talk about on it o-n-n-i-t they got star wars fever at on it i guess with the uh, new movie coming out who wouldn't but uh some crazy nutty things including star wars kettlebells heavy heavy kettlebells like i think darth vader is 85 pounds uh you can get a stormtrooper boba fett uh all in different weights but if swinging kettlebells isn't your thing perhaps you might have to have the han solo and carbonite yoga mat i'm not kidding it looks like it looks like harrison ford's laying right there on the ground encased in carbonite that boba fett was always causing trouble with them so whether it's swinging kettlebells yoga mats or the hundreds of other products they have available check out on it onnit.com and um get yourself something special and of course a quick shout to our friends at sure design the softest t-shirts on the planet quite awesome and lastly i gotta mention kiva.org 
$87,500 in loans from your fellow drunken Taoists. Supplies for bodegas around the world, nets for people to fish with, sewing machines. It's incredible what people do with this money, and it really does improve lives. And little tiny $25 loans that are piled together with other people's make for some really good things to help folks through their day. It's for sure my favorite charity, and the people are legit and Come on and help us out. We would love to join you. We're very close to having 200 different Drunken Taoist listeners uh, as members of our team Drunken Taoist at Kiva. So please, come have a look. Do your first loan. The money comes back to you, and if you don't want to lend it again, you can put it back in your pocket. But the real joy of it is uh, $25 can go come back to you within 12 to 18 months, and then you can just lend it again over and over again. And once that cycle gets going, you really start helping a lot of folks out. So there we have it, Kiva.org. That's enough of that. Let's get to Bolelli's interview with Duncan. It is quite hilarious. Uh, I do have to warn you that uh, the insanity that goes back to our very first episode and the crazy flashlight story that uh, has seared into many people's minds, uh, they jump right back into that level and get even a little crazier. So <laughs> be careful when you're listening to it. Uh, Mom, I'm sorry about this, but uh, Duncan's crazy. But it is funny, and uh, he is a cool cat, so I don't think he means to uh, do any harm. He just uh, he doesn't have as many limits as some of us do, so here we go. Let us roll. Here today, we have the poet who bring you sweet enlightenment, who brought you horror flashlight stories. Yes. Who, uh, the one and only, Mr. Duncan Trussell. Wow, you remember that flashlight story? Oh, God, I, I'm traumatized. <laughs> I, I'm forever. I think there are like... That was the very first episode of the Drunken Taoist. We had that discussion of the flashlight. I think there are still people who are like shivering in their sleep, remembering uh, the description of your sweet love to the flashlight. This is the kind of thing that I uh, would like to have is a supercomputer where you can just ask it any question. It's the dream. Yeah. So you could say to it, at this moment, how many humans are fucking <laughs> flashlights? <laughs> And it'll spit out this ridiculous number. Right. And I guarantee the number is way like, bigger than you. Of course. It would be shocking to realize that all over the planet, these quivering loins are pumping jizz into this latex freak machine. <laughs> That's still a big step up. Did you see the video of the chimp and the frog? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, the frog wishes that chimps had access to flashlights. He's... I just think it's so cool that when we see a tool-using creature, yeah. you know, it's like, it's amazing well, to watch. The first scene they go for is the... Fuck a frog. Of a flashlight. Before fire. <laughs> I know, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> before weapons. Yes. Before <laughs> traps. They fucking, they just fuck frog mouths. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and just that incarnation is so wild to think about this. You're just a frog, and then suddenly you've got monkey cock just deep in, just in your stomach. You're dead. It probably killed the frog, right? 
fairly sure that can be a good thing. That, by the way, is one of those questions I would love to ask your supercomputer is how many times did that exact same scenario happen in human history or, or chimp history as it may be? I guarantee you could pump in right now how many people are fucking frogs and it'd be at least like, what, a thousand? <laughs> You know, one of the most disgusting statistics I've ever read, I forget where it was, I kind of removed some of the details, but it was like, I want to say France, early 1800s, but it could have been really any other nation where farming was the main way of life. The percentage of people who admitted, not the one who did it, the one who admitted having, having their first sexual experience with a barn animal was just off the roof. Yeah. And I was like... And I mean, I sort of, you know, you start spending more and more time alone on the farm and the sheep begin to look more and more attractive by the minute. And uh, I can see how that would work out. But still, being uh, horny is great is a form of insanity. I mean, when it comes into you and the, and the spirit comes into you that you want to fuck and that and, and you, you're you, it's an amazing energy isn't it? It's powerful as it, hell, which it, is why you're repressing it is scary because yeah, that does. It's kind of, it's weird. It's like, to me, really that like a key to mental health when you don't have an orgasm for too long. The stuff that it does to your brain, for the most part, I'm sure there's the saying to climbs to the Olympus of the gods thanks to channel, rechanneling sexual energy into something else. I'll take that on fate because it makes no sense to me. Yeah. But in, uh, you know, for the most part, you see those people who are this like, internal torture going on and that just really is like you've gone too long without an orgasm and how many horrible ideas that have affected human history would have never happened and people have just gotten laid a little more go to reddit incel you ever heard of that no. reddit incel if you really want to get freaked out go to reddit incel involuntary celibacy oh and it's this like where guys who like are just you know, for various reasons that they, they don't have the option to have sex with people. They might, they, they, they might be in a place where there's no one around or they might not be, you know, exhibiting the traits yeah. that you need to have an advantage in mating in the particular time in human history. And so they're super lonely and a lot of them are really angry and a lot of them sure. really hate women. And so it's these like, fucking insane like people who have just that energy that you're talking about it's like there's no relief they, uh -huh. they don't have i guess they they can't figure they don't have the money to like or they don't want to get prostitutes they don't want to get like they they're they're just they're fucked not fucked yeah exactly that's that's a precisely the root of the problem right there but even then even masturbation at least it gives you an orgasm is not with somebody it's different it's whatever but it's still releases some of the good chemicals in your brain that should make you slightly more sane but it's like flattering your your body it's like i'm not buying this man <laughs> you know it's like where you, you, know, you don't believe it and so yeah. you're like this is not the same this is nothing this is nothing man you're not tricking me <laughs> you're not tricking yourself this I is see, nothing I see. so, so then we still... start jerking off you, you you just like you get this i mean it's like when you're younger, you don't even think. You're just like, I don't care. Right, of course. Fucking blast and jizz. But when you get older, you just start realizing like, oh, this is almost like inducing a sneeze or a fart <laughs> or something. Right. It's like trying to like, it, it, it just doesn't, it just doesn't have the same effect. When you come inside someone, your body is like, this is it. 
This is the finish line. I see. We did it. All human endeavor. All this is whatever you. It's not about your podcast, man. It's about this. <laughs> it's not about turning fucking light into sound to make a supercomputer. It's about coming inside as many people as possible. Like if you, when you die, probably you go into some meeting with like a very annoyed alien who's like, we sent you there to fuck. <laughs> not to fucking talk. Right. Not to do anything. Or fuck, 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 yeah. fuck. That's the job. It wasn't the hard job. He was a pleasant job, too. And you screwed up even that one. Come yeah, on. What's yeah. wrong with you? What are you, you doing? Writing poetry? Yeah, yeah. What right. are you doing? Inventing shit? Go there. We go there to fuck. So and then we leave. Visions of angry aliens who are unhappy about your sex life are what awaits you in the afterlife. Okay, that yeah. should uh, relieve a lot of existential tension for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, I love thinking about that. Like, post-death scenarios are super fun to think about. That's but, a good one. Yeah, that's a really funny one. The angry sex alien. I see yeah. the point. Just you, we send you there to populate a planet with human DNA. That's it. Like, in and we're, but it is sort of, uh, I don't know. There's something about the few moments after you come, where this. Do you ever like try to like? I'm not talking about the orgasm itself because you know there's people sure. who have seizure disorders where they like constantly are coming right and that drives it drives you crazy but the the moment right after you come before you get tired there's like a window i don't know how long it is a Uh few milliseconds where this supreme peace oh yeah reigns in the world well some people in fact it's funny because they're i forget where i read it but in some eastern tradition there was this old thing about like that's your window into the beauty of meditation yeah. That moment right there where everything is as it's supposed to be, where yeah. you feel like everything in the world is right, that's your easier window into achieving it. Have you ever smoked DMT? Yes. It reminds me of DMT. It's a, that's, that's where you go. Right, where mm. there's a happy, this is where it's supposed to be kind of thing. Home. Totally. And what's interesting about, I guess, let me play the the rehabilitation of masturbation then, because yes, there is the one we are when you are with somebody else, but part of the problem with that too is that it can also there's like interpersonal relationship yeah. and emotions and all sort of other stuff. Yeah. Whereas just straight up masturbation can be a very interesting form of tantric meditation, I sure. would say, where it's just it, the goal is to get to that spot where suddenly you go into the state of. You press the reset button, you are at peace, you feel like life is good as it is, and you're looking back at the things that you were pissed off about five minutes before, and you're like, really? I was mad about that? Who the yeah. fuck cares? What's the... Now life is right. Now yeah. life makes sense. Yeah, and, it, and that's hilarious because it's just, you know, this some kind of biochemical... Completely. Explosion in your brain has suddenly transported you into into a, a, a paradise realm, which is simultaneously quite hopeful because it's just the process by getting there is like there, there, it just feels like you know there's this whole like no fap community, and I, th- I do think there's something to it, man. I think that there's like a, I'm not saying like shame yourself yeah. or but I and I've read it you know and like. Who knows how true this shit is, but you know, like books on yoga, there is this idea of like, well, this is like you're storing up energy. Basically, it's an inner, it's an energy, just like any other thing. So it's like, 
you know, people want to cry and they uh -huh. don't. That's just, that's you can always tell a lot about person who a yeah. person who like holds back tears. Right. Because if they're holding back tears, they're holding back everything. Tough There's thing. all kinds of shit. You don't yeah. just hold back tears. You hold back everything. Yep. And then the really the super like oh, like people who've been have a practice. I've noticed they just fucking cry. Yeah. And it's hilarious to watch. They just are like ah. Like you can just say something mildly sweet and tears will start coming out of their eyes and <laughs> wipe their eyes. And yep. it's awesome. Beautiful. And it's not even a remarkable to them. I no, no. How it's like, that's how it is. Yeah, it's just, just of yeah, course. Yeah. But wait, then that seems to contradict the um, no orgasm part, the no masturbation well, part. Well, okay. So tears are a form of energy. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, it would be hilarious if when you were sad, you started coming. <laughs> Like tears. <laughs> that would fix the sadness real quick. That would produce the most <laughs> fucked up society. We'd always be watching. <laughs> like, dude, let's watch a, let's watch the English Patient. <laughs> no, man, what are you talking about, dude? I'm watch that with girls. <laughs> but you would, you would. Um... So anyway, so the the so this is an energy coming out of you, and yeah. coming is an energy. Yeah, and it's like. But I think it's I think there's a there probably is a way to transform that energy. I don't know, I know what you mean. I mean, are we just a creature of energy release? You know, is that what right. we are? Just like I don't know, but there's something and I, you, you want to go through the cultural conditioning and think about like, all right, so what is the reality about coming? Like what you think there's a hierarchy of orgasm. So you think if you're coming inside, right. Is it a female vagina that makes it better for you? Oh, master of cum. Or is it, what is it? Is it right? So a vagina is better than a hand. Is that what you're saying? What about an asshole? What about a mouth? What about a sheep? What about a fleshlight? Yeah. Can we create the most ridiculous chart on earth? A kind of like pyramid of right. of where it's good to come. Yep. Is that what you're coming up with there, man? <laughs> That's what you're coming up yeah, with. I know. It's, yeah, you're right. It's ridiculous. So you're like, whenever you come up with any kind of hierarchical form, you're right. also like, you have to look at it and realize the absurdity of the thing. Yep. You know what I mean? But still, subjectively, anecdotally, mm -hmm. there does seem to be a an effect an effect when if you don't if you you know that people talk about the boxers sure they don't have sex before a fight you, if you if you force yourself to not come <laughs> so one of the things so that i heard that i thought was hilarious was i was asking somebody about that stuff right you know in combat sports what do you think about that theory the and what guy gave me what i thought was the best answer was like you know the only way in which that works is not because of some chemical process is that is because i'm so fucking hang I'm just so angry yeah. and not having sex that I'm just like, when I see that person, it's like, you are the reason why I haven't had sex for the last three months Energy. and I hate you. But it's like, in terms of purely, I think in terms of energy, that if anything can make you too rigid, too stuck up, sure. whereas sometimes being able to flow with it, it makes you more effective at <sighs> stuff. <sighs> and, yeah. It's, yeah. Well, again, but though it's, I guess the, uh, the takeaway from it is it's like, okay, human being test tube, right? Mm -hmm. yep. And, you know, these various, like, secretions that come out of us are energetic forms. So when you cry, you're looking at a kind of, you know, the woo-woo-y the, the thing that I do believe is when tears are sort of the visible energetic form coming out of you when you're crying. But there's definitely a whole other 
just waves of stuff that roll out of you when you yeah. cry. You're yeah. you're releasing some kind of dark energy or something. I, I'm done with it. So it's like human beings like a beaker and with all these little weird steam vents, you know, tears, mm-hmm. calm, shit, piss, sneezing, language, breath, uh, action, and all of this is just inner different ways of like turning calories into energy. And so within that theoretically within that beaker, you could begin to play around with those energies. And that's what is where it gets cool. For example, like I guess not jerking off. You could call that cum fasting. (laughs) You know what I mean? Right. And when you fast in any way, yeah, Whenever you like, you know, remove something from your life sure. that everyone thinks is so fucking critical. Yeah. Eating being one of yeah. the easiest sure. ones to do. And then suddenly when you're not eating, it's a really interesting that happens. No, and I'm with you. And I say, okay, four or five days experiment, you know, certainly something energetically changes like fasting does. Yeah. Right. But if you make that a lifestyle, if you make that uh, the I'm just going to eat three grains of rice a day, let's assume that you can survive on it. It's still the stuff that is doing to your energy is not necessarily like what's interesting to me about it is breaking a cycle. You know, you're doing things mindlessly. It's like, oh, I'll just eat because whatever the fuck. Then breaking that is actually a good thing. But that doesn't mean that not eating is a good thing or that doesn't mean that not having orgasms regularly is a good thing. It's like once in a while, kind of to break a pattern, to shock you into, okay, let's look at things in a different way. Great. But as a regular habit, ooh, not so sure, you know. Because that, to me, is more the, the other image you're using is this person who's holding back tears. You know, you, you make that a habit, then, it, then we got an issue. There, well, there's then, a you know. difference. If you're holding back tears out of some weird, horrible dis- yogic mm-hmm. discipline that you're doing, which I've never heard of. Right. <laughs> versus, like, holding back tears out of some kind of neurosis. Yeah. It's different. I, I'm just, like, there's a... Listen, who the fuck am I to talk about this shit, man? I'm shoving goddamn <laughs> avocado toast in my mouth and coming whenever I can. Give me a break. But times that I've like... So re- tell me about your time on the Himalayas. Uh, I'm staying for sex for 17 years. Well, this is what's badass about, or one of the things that is, is really surprising that I don't think people know about Burning Man is that mm-hmm. when you go there... you it, I guess it depends on the camp you're at, but you, your diet... You ever you lose weight out there, man. You're not going to eat as much. Right. You're going to probably drink more, but you're not going to eat yeah. as much. And so you stop. You you realize like, oh, I don't really need. When you get out there, you start realizing a bunch of things. You realize I don't really need a comfortable bed to sleep great. I don't really need mm-hmm. a lot of food. A human doesn't need that much. Food. I, like I, I I'm okay with like out there. You're like, oh, a fucking cliff bar for lunch and then maybe like some something for dinner but not much and then you start realizing oh i I don't i don't even understand i'm not even you out there you realize what or when you go camping or any survival Mm -hmm. thing you realize the difference between eating because you're hungry and eating because you're anxious or eating because you're just bored in that when you start learning that again which is just a natural state it's what dogs do it's what animals do when you start learning the difference then it 
starts teaching you like, oh shit, I'm like, it's not as though we discipline ourselves out of some kind of like rigid thing. It's more like just try to tune yourself back. What we call discipline in this society, probably in other time periods, it was just normal living. Mm -hmm. And and so, you know what I mean? So when you sort of tune yourself back into that, even for a second, because I'll tell you, man, the fucking buffet at the Peppermill Casino Mm -hmm. after Burning Man, you walk into this buffet in the morning when you have been eating sandwiches for 12 days. And you look at the food. And you will start crying. You can start crying. I'm not even joking. There's just this natural thing that comes out of right. you where your body is like, oh my God, so, yes. many, so many eggs. And you can keep coming back for more. <laughs> and the first time that, that you put that food in your mouth and you taste warm, good food, yep. and you're sleep deprived and you're like, you're you're you you've 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 probably died several times or come close to dying. Right. That is an amazing meal. Oh yeah, of course. V- versus, you know, waking up in the morning and being like, I'm gonna go get a slice of, you know what I'm saying? So it's so really what you're doing is you're giving yourself the experience again of yeah. eating, and I think the same would be true for coming. I agree. That I completely agree because there's something about not giving your, not taking things for granted. Because ultimately, that's what you're saying, right? It's taking yeah. things for granted where you stop tasting things, literally and figuratively. Yeah. You know, where you don't enjoy things because it's like, oh, they're like right here in front of me right now. There's this awesome uh, purplish flower. We are so used to s- visual stimulation that I walk in, I don't even see it, right? But that's why on a psychedelic trip, you stop, you look at it, and it's the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. Yeah, right? man. It's because you don't take it for granted. Whereas a lot of what we do is we take stuff for granted. So if you, you know, most of us eat out of boredom, eat out of needing entertainment, need something, anxiety. So you don't really taste your food 95% of the time. No, you it's don't. just like one quick blimp on the radar and it disappears. Whereas when you go without it for a while, oh, good God, that tastes good. Oh, when my you, God. When you have sweated like crazy for a while and you haven't had any drinks and you have the one glass of water, you're like, that is the most perfect yeah. substance on earth. This yeah. is the So no, I'm with you and I agree with you. Same let, thing let me about add sex. another piece to the puzzle. Yeah. When the food is given to you mm-hmm. when you're hungry by someone who loves you, yep. then you add a whole other thing to it. And when you have food... And give it to someone who's hungry when you're hungry, that adds a whole other thing to the meal. Because what, what ends up happening uh, when, at Burning Man, which I love, because there's no, you can't buy food out there, man. You just have to you either bring it or, you, or, you, yeah. or it comes to you sure. when it's time for it to be w- with you. But what happens is, like, you come out there with a cooler full of stuff that you're going to eat. Ham, you know, not hamburgers, you could just t- turkey sandwiches, cliff bars, mango slices, whatever. And it, the, you come there with the attitude of this place, which is like, this is going to be my food yeah. for the week. My, you're not even thinking that's weird. You're just like, this is my food. This is my yeah. rations for the week. Mm-hmm. And you get out there and now you're with this group of people you're camping with. 
and these are cool motherfuckers, man. And you're like, you're real. You start realizing like these people are me. They're hungry like I am. And then what happens is you realize like, oh, this isn't my food. Right. This is our food. Let us feast. And then, then what you do is you start like, you realize like eating is way more than shoving shit in your mouth. Yeah. It's communal. Totally. And so then, because how the fuck, if you're around a group of people that you really love mm-hmm. or even mildly care for or even remotely think are cool or even just think are human beings, yeah. how do you sit and eat mango slices in front of them and not give them <laughs> mango slices? <laughs> the mango slice is horrible sitting and eating it in front of right. people. It's mine and you get nothing. Yeah, that is so yes. fucked up. And it sucks and it ruins the meal. And, and, and you just honestly, you really just can't do it. You. When you get into a, a tribal dynamic, you, good luck, good luck holding the thing back because it's like, I think you're seriously overestimating the average degree of empathy of most human beings. I'm not. I think that may be true for you, and I think that may be true for a lot of people. I don't think that's true for. I don't know. Maybe it's I'm not true. An overly negative. They asset. want you to think that, man. Yeah. So what they want us to think is that the, the, the conditioning goes, it's me and my family. Right. Against the world. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. this is exactly what you would do if you want to break up a society right. into a, a, a perfect little cogs in a machine where people just go to work and ignore each other and pretend it's all normal. Main thing is, like, let's say, okay, whoever you randomly got shot out of a pussy around, this is going to be the only people you care about. Right. Now, you might remotely care for other people, but mainly we're going to fucking care about them. The other yeah. people around you, fuck them. Yeah. Fuck them. Right, where there's there's family and there are enemies. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. Or, you know, know it's strangers. Yeah. Strangers, they're strange. They're just not my, they want my DNA, so they're strange. So I, that's where we're at right now in this country, in human society. And um, so because of that, that we live in a Nancy Grace world where people are predatorial yeah. shit, shit bags. The Walking Dead, right? Yeah. That's basically the story. Like Walking in a situation Dead. where you should cooperate and help one another, instead you break it down and you are stealing each other the last bite of food because you are not from our group. That's it. And and so we start thinking, God, humans, man. Yeah. Humans are the evilest breed. I've thought that. You know, you think that. And and, and so it's you could say it's true, but in the same way it's true that if we take a pit bull which is one of the sweetest dogs on planet fucking earth. And that poor thing gets born into a dog fighting world where it gets abused. Oh yeah. That's a fucking ferocious dog. I'm with you there, but let's look at it. And I don't have the answer, by the way, I'm going to pose the question and we can explore it. And I have no idea where we're going to go because I don't know what the answer is, but let's look like what you pose is the scenario where you take somebody who has the potential to be sweet, good, and amazing, yeah. and you put them in a fucked up world, and they turn fucked up. Yes. Makes sense. No problem. But here's one question then. Why is it that, like, we are both, especially in this period, we both seem very fascinated with tribal living and tribal societies, and I think it's one of the key topics of life that yeah. would n- need to be explored by everybody all the time For to sure. figure out how we can... But here is, let's look at one of the dark sides that are connected with possibly human nature, right? Okay. Know. 
Like if you look throughout the world, there's that paradox about hunting and gathering tribes, which is where all of our ancestors come from, yeah. right? Which on one end, you find a monstrous degree of internal cohesion where people are ridiculously nice to one another. There's less of a sense of private property, the sharing of everything. Yeah. There's, at the same time, there's the same degree of super kindness is also characterized usually by a degree of super hostility to strangers. The people from the next tribe, it's that mentality. They are not as fuck them. You're not going to take our women. Exactly. We'll bash their skulls in. And so you have this paradox of hunters and gatherers being both super peaceful and super violent at the same time. Yeah, I'm not suggesting that we go back to hunter-gatherer life. No, but what I'm saying is that's, that has been human history for the longest time. And it wasn't some social construct that is like you're thrown in a dogfighting war. Okay, that's a very peculiar, fucked up social construct. This is just the basics of life. You know, that's how human beings have evolved for thousands and thousands well, of I mean, years. Well, I mean, this is the whole thing. It's like, yeah, I know exactly what you mean because people who like, you know, reminisce about hunter-gatherer sure. times in this kind of glowy way, I, 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 like, who the fuck knows? Right. Truth is, I don't fucking know. Of course. It was way back then. Yeah. Who the fuck knows? More than likely, yeah, people were people burning witches. People were fucking... You know, back then... It's well, probably both, but there's some super good stuff and there's some really dark, disturbing shit. It's like you're in a relationship. Yeah. And hopefully you're growing mm-hmm. as a person in the relationship. But what that means is because you're growing as a person, you're, your shit's coming out when you're yeah. with another person that you're intimate with and sure. you're with all the time. They're going to see every little fucking piece of you from the good to the bubbling tar pits in the depths of your id right and so i'm sorry time out the bubbling tar awesome true yeah and so then what happens because you you know you're you're inevitably going to do a thing Mm -hmm. and whatever the thing is that you do two years later it sucks because a person could easily be like, remember when you fucking threw my iPad? Yeah, yeah, of course. And you're like, I did. You're yeah. right. I was so mad. I was crazy. I go crazy sometimes. I did. You're right. Yep. So in the same way, it's like with the course of human history and the evolution and the mm-hmm. advancement culturally and intellectually and physically, scientifically of the human species. Yeah. Fuck yeah. We can point to the past and be like, remember when sure. you did those witch burnings? Remember oh, the yeah. Mongol horde you did? Do you remember the fucking Mongol? Do you remember the goddamn fucking commune, the people who died from, do you remember when you did that? And it's like, Probably. yeah, you're like, I did. You remember you when you did the Holocaust? I do. I know. I know. I know. But we are learning. And, and also we're growing and we are transcending cultural and linguistic borders more than ever before. Okay, okay, And so okay. There, what I'm saying is right now, mm-hmm. I'm not saying, sure. guys, give away all your shit. It's better. Let us, you know, give everything away. No, I'm saying right now, yeah. where we're at, fine. This is where we're at. Mm-hmm. Is it the ultimate way to be? Fuck no. And is it possible that we are figuring out a new way to do this okay, fucking okay, okay. thing. I like that. Too. Absolutely. Our thoughts cannot be on the, uh, we can't limit our potential because of the mistakes of the past. Of course. 
Absolutely. And 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 that's the that's the main thing. It's like we can only look back and be like, yeah, we 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 have the potential to be really fucked up if like our if we're like our we're competing for resources, you know, whatever that may be. But man, you can't identify a fundamental thing that happens. Yeah. Once a year in the middle of the fucking desert, 70,000 people get together and they fucking mostly share some serious degree of humankindness. No, I, I dig it. I, and the experiment works temporarily. Yeah. Would it work long term? I don't think so. Right. But what I'm saying is we are manifesting temporarily. Yeah. An, we're doing an experiment. And in that experiment, we're getting to witness not little tribes 70,000 fucking people yeah, broken yeah. up into little tribes of 50 to 100 people. It's a glimpse of what can be. Uh, yeah. What can be also on a more, you know, of course, it's not going to work like that on a permanent basis, but it's a glimpse of the possibilities of uh, the human mind, the human spirit, and everything else. That's right. So I guess the thing to me is, is not that the human mind is innately good and is perverted by an evil society or it's not that it's innately evil and regardless of what contest you create it's always going right. to sink to the dark depths of or as you put it the tar pit of yeah you know but it's both right there's potential for both and That's so right. it's a matter of which one we cultivate which where do we plant the good seeds where and you're right there is no model in the past of the utopic society where everything was working out great and we fucked it up is there have been plenty of great moments in human history there have been plenty of horrible moments so how can we learn to avoid the fucked up stuff how can we put more energy on a balance where it leads to healthier, kindier, happier conditions yeah. for human beings. And that's ultimately the human experiment, right? That's what being alive is for ourselves in our own interpersonal relationship, but also on a human wide level. It's like, how can we create societies that foster more health and kindness versus competition and meanness and i mean competition i can't even think there are good place for competition there's some competition that's good but the competition I'm, the way i'm using the word right now is in its more negative connotation in the more predatorial aspect of mine fuck you you know that kind of thing yeah it's a it, you know man it's a impossible i, I it's a, in the grand scale i i don't know right. but you know in the small scale uh, you know, a lot of us don't have communities. Yep. No one's done the experiment of just being in a a, a bigger community. And some people go to church. Sure. It's kind of formalized community, but yep. it's rare for people to get a chance to like really understand, like to, to really play around with the boundaries of what is mine and what is yours. Sure. And in, especially in this version of reality, because it's all about boundaries. Like in this virtual reality, everything's about property rights mm -hmm. and theft. So, and and that's what we know here. And so you just get used to it here. And so you don't even understand. But anytime you get, I would say you need a little Petri dish, mm -hmm. a little temporary place you can go with a group of people some of them you don't know that well, and this has to be cultivated. I mean, it's like any other cool thing. You, you don't, you're not going to just randomly assemble a group of people. You could try that, yeah. but it's more like you start doing these little, just what we call partying mm -hmm. in the West is what a tribe really is all about. Mm -hmm. 
a, a neo like with a newer version of what the thing that we like the hedonistic oh you're going to run around on the streets and try to know that you're doing out there with you this is this this is actually uh, uh the desire to get with a group of people mm-hmm. and have fun mm-hmm. and listen to music yep. and dance and tell stories and and fuck and like you know what i mean and like yep. like like play games yep. this is the fundamental call of what i think we are becoming mm-hmm. it's not recreation here in the in the it's so funny you want to create a really ridiculous hierarchy here in the west i think many people place work above recreation oh yeah and that is insane it is psychotic i agree because work has become separated from recreation mm-hmm. it, now if you look at the term recreation re creation yep. we're recreating the universe with god we're unfolding the universe with we are we are part of the unfolding of the universe and we are part of the cycle of creation we are recreating yep. together so we are part of the outflow of the universe into time and and that is work and work in the way the way we do work now is so fucked up because it's like and granted, there's certain jobs where you need to have like a sober head. I don't want my surgeon to be blasted. <laughs> but but certain jobs, you could be high as a fucking kite and do that job. Of course. And but we're giving people drug tests mm-hmm. as though because we're like, ah, you're going to be too high to no. The way work should be done is with groups of a group of people that you love, yep. who like are, are engaged in some mutual project and going into like various states of intoxication with the end goal in mind and um, doing this in a responsible way so that you're able to continue whatever the project Mm -hmm. may be without getting hurt or without waylaying things in a disastrous way. This is perfectly acceptable and joyful. And that's when you start working with people and, and it can be, and that's when work fucking, I'll tell you, man, find a group of people you love and hammer rebar into the fucking ground. And this job where if somebody's like, hey, man, I'm going to pay you minimum wage to hammer this fucking rebar into the ground. Get there at 6 a.m. You do it for seven right. hours. One hour lunch break. Hell. Yeah. But get with a group of fucking awesome people with a cooler full of fucking beers and start hammering rebar into the ground while you're listening to music and stopping at random times just to dance with each other and to sing and to drink and to laugh and to sit down and take a nap and then get back up and do some more work. And it's a natural, organic flow. And you will realize there is no separation between work and recreation identical thing and then in this world that we're in the two things have been broken apart which is why everyone's like fuck man i gotta go to work i know oh man i gotta go to fucking work shit of course you're like that because you're 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 literally going to work but if you're like hey man we're meeting up at this place in the desert or wherever to like you know to to make something beautiful for you know Lisa, who needs a house because her, she 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 doesn't have a place to live, and we're going to go build a house for her for the for the weekend. We're going to work on building a house, a barn, mm-hmm. fixing her car, cleaning her house, you know, doing something to help her because we love her. Now you've got something that is 
going to be one of the most beautiful experiences of your life. 100%. That's why that division between work and play is sick. It's, uh, it's the foundation of so much wrong stuff. Yeah. Because it's like, you can be doing the stuff that needs to be done to make sure that there's food on the table, that everybody's got a roof on their head, that kind of thing, and not feel that you are sacrificing. That is like, oh man, we're working like... Because as you said, if you are doing, you know, if you are going through the fields with your friends, chatting, and in the meantime, you are planting and doing stuff, that's a whole different job than being... Because essentially, you can do the same job as some corporate slave or you can do it having fun and the result is completely different the job itself is not that different but the way you go about it everything that goes with it and it really is the people who are with you primarily yeah. is who's with you and what you're doing while you're doing that that makes all the difference in the world and the feeling is it's like it's a new it's a new a lot of people don't even know what it feels like hmm. To do something like that, they don't even re- they don't realize this is a brand new feeling, and and it's uh, for them, it's like one of the oldest feelings ever, but it's like a brand new feeling, and it's, you know, and it's we the the world that we're in right now is so mo- like even if you want to go volunteer, mm-hmm. the volunteering process is yeah, like go to it's... go to www.blz.zoz and fill out a form yeah. section V. And then we'll come in, you'll go through an orientation or a training process. And yeah. somewhere during the training process, you'll be accepted in the, it's just like, oh, even that yeah. fucking bureaucratic approach to philanthropy or helping here is so fucked up. Absolutely. We're talking about goddamn chaos, man, which is like one of the primary energies that spawns all things. And we're talking about trusting in in that in that process and mm-hmm. knowing that in a group of people some things are going to happen when we start working together one Definitely. someone's going to get pissed someone's inevitably going to get pissed inevitably inevitably and someone's going to going to going to like get tired and someone's going to get too hot and they're going to get angry right and then what happens if you're in a group of people who are like have this intention of like working together is okay so like they start everyone in their own way starts you know look at the bonobos mm-hmm. everyone in their own way starts like tending to the person yep. who's getting angry because we're because it's like i know your tar pit yep. i know you're bubbling it Ooh, there it is okay 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 i know what to say to you when this is happening i know because it's true hey i want you to know man you're fucking awesome and i really 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 love what yep. you're doing here man and we love you and I challenge you to maintain oh, a bubbling. And, and by the way, if you do want to stay in that place, you can stay in that place. Right. You know, and, and if, if, we, if the group, if you have a, a group that's big enough, then we can always have a few people who are like, fuck this hippie shit. I'm going to go up in the fucking tent and not do it and fucking take a Xanax or whatever. Fine. You know, but, but, but it will theoretically start. Um, theoretically the thing will start balancing itself out mm-hmm. and a, a brain forms yep. and, and within that brain, you know, let's just face it. Bottom line, you may be smart. Somebody's just telling me this. Who's just telling me this? You may be smart. I may be smart, but both of us together are way smarter than us as an individual. And when we get a group of people together, that's way smarter than you and me. And if you start trusting that intelligence, group think 
Okay, that's I've experienced that, and at the same time, you also see the opposite, right? Because you see the sink into the common denominator, where you see people who, as individuals, are pretty fucking good, and then when you put them together, there's the whole, there's even the term like mob mentality, right? Yeah. Where instead, how do you think those two things can both be true at the same time? Well, I think we have to refer to the, so what we'd have to do is go to the individual neurons of the group mm -hmm. brain, right? So the first thing is like, Again, I think it has to be intentional. Yep. So a mob is quite often like it's intentional in the sense a bunch of people have shown up sure. to the fucking heard something or saw something or and, and there's some intentionality there. But we're still with a group of people who just kind of ran into each other. Right. Yep. So I would do it like I mean, I think probably it's like, OK, we refer to the Ramdas idea. We work on ourselves so we can help the others around us. So there's some amount of like self evolution that needs to be happening whatever mm -hmm. that may be like sure. and, and that could be anything that you want it could be prayer contemplation yep. reading but all of it with this intention of i'm not going to improve myself because i necessarily am into my own improvement which is okay but i'm doing this in the hopes that i can be a better yep. lego in this building that i'm building with other people so it starts with that all right and then this intentionality would come in a non-forced way. We're all having to deal with a kind of organic process where you just start ending up with other people who are like, yeah, okay, now I'm building. Right. I'm going to, I'm going to help build this thing too. And the first thing I'm going to do is keep working on myself as much as I can. And then when we get like a few of us together in that kind of place, mm -hmm. and it sounds so heady, it's not like this. It really is like, it's play, you know, mm -hmm. so it's like it's not it's, the way I'm yeah. describing it is so schmaltzy. It's not really like that. It's just like it's a simple realization, which is like I know I can be I know I like to contribute mm -hmm. to the world in a positive way. And then if I can find another person who's like, I like to contribute to the world in a positive way. And we can in that that positive way is similar. Yep. Then we can find another one, another one and another one. Now we got now we got this really fun game going on, and the way I'm describing it is so fucking goddamn like <laughs> schmaltzy, because and it's all wrong, because we, we're talking about just like uh, something that's our deep rhythm, and yeah. and and again, like yeah, you're right, man. Mobs can break out. You end up at the wrong, you know, you end up at the wrong like retreat, you know, with some leader. Turns into uh, the nastier side of cults. Because you get a leader. Into... Yeah, yeah, of course. Number one, that's problem A, is yeah. you get some motherfucker who wants to be a leader. Yeah. Problem uh, A, yeah. one, big problem. Now Absolutely. we got some fucking goddamn, like, you know, dude who wants to be in charge, who doesn't even say they want to be in charge, but, but just based yeah. on the way they act and they yeah. start doing this fucking, like, alpha male punishment system to the people around them and they're training people and conditioning people and everyone's responding. Now we've got this fucking r ridiculous, embarrassing patriarchal crap dynamic where everyone starts like conforming to the will of whoever is exhibiting yep. some kind of trait that for whatever reason allows that person to fuck that. This is not what we're talking about. No, we were even talking about it before we started recording. Now, a lot of people look for that. They need that kind of direction and they feel that they grab it. So it's like it's a perfect match between kind of a sadist as a masochist, right? One wants to give away their power to somebody else because life is hard enough to think on your own. And these guys are badly willing to play that role. Yeah. And uh, 
So yeah, no not thanks. that. Bye bye. X, not that part. No, we're talking about like a a, a a group that like actually self regulates in a way to avoid someone rising to the forefront as some kind of leader. We're talking about a, a an actual like. The, it's really interesting that book, um, stealing fire. You know yeah, that yeah, book. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they talk about Navy SEALs, how mm-hmm. there's no leader in a group of Navy SEALs. It's whoever's doing the next thing becomes the leader. They become a group mind. That, Kotler, Stephen Kotler, yeah. that, that is... It's more it, it right? It, yeah, yeah. And so that you just like, you know, you end up in a situation where people who are like, you, you end up with elders, but not leaders. And there's a big fucking difference. It's a huge difference. And I think it's interesting what you brought up, the military example, because that's one of the classic things in which people in society today get to experience a tribe is in the military. That's why a lot that's of why people they love it. dig it, right? But it's funny when you think about it, because sometimes these are the same people who may have a view of human nature that's dark and ugly and everybody's an asshole. And suddenly, however, they get thrown completely randomly with a bunch of other guys roughly the same age. And almost unfailingly, they will build this lifelong relationship of we are brothers, we are this. And you're like, do you realize that that probably could happen with pretty much 85% of other human beings that one would throw in the same situation, right? That the one that you see as this is my closest human probably you could have that relationship with 85% of the reward if uh, conditions worked out. If somebody yeah. threw down the dice differently, you would have in the same relationship with that other guy, which means it's in us. You know, when people... There's other ways to party, bud. Yep. We don't have to are, do war parties. There are indeed. And, and I think in that sense, the one thing more than any other, the one human talent more than any other, like empathy, that ability to feel what other people feel, not as a, which is the opposite of this is mine, fuck you, you got your own. There's that sense of sharing is not like some communist utopia or some Christian, I'm supposed to be charitable kind of commandment. It comes very naturally because the the barriers between you and the other yes. start getting less and less That's thin. That's right. And to me, that's one of the things that, like, I was seeing the other day, I took my daughter to a birthday party, and there were a bunch of even smaller, like, she's eight years old, and there were a bunch of kids who were even younger than her, right? And that's the one thing that I love the most about her, is her degree of empathy. Because she can be feisty, she can be a pain in the ass, she can be this and that, but, like, I, the second I saw this scene, I was like, I know what's going to happen, and sure enough, because I see there's, like, this little three-year-old kid who's all pissed and is stomping with their lower lip protruding, all sh- mad, wants to be antisocial. She putting her hands crossed together, goes off on her own, doesn't want anybody around, right? And it's like, and, you know, people are like, oh, come on, go play. And she's like, no. Right. Kind of the vibe is, fuck you, leave me alone, which is fine. Again, maybe that's the mode you need to be in. Um, I, I knew exactly what she was going to do because I've seen her do 7,000 times, and I see my daughter goes next to her. She squats with her, doesn't say anything, start rubbing her back, and start asking her, you know, yeah. what she needs, what she wants. And you can see physically this little three-year-old face start, the lips start relaxing, the jaw start relaxing, the folded hands yep. come apart. And five minutes later, she's jumping around and playing and this there you and go. that. And I'm like, that to me is the best of humanity right there. It's That is our, that is what we are. Mm-hmm. That is what, well, I, you can't say we're anything, but that's our potential. You're right, yeah. man. And when you, and when, 
And that's why we need groups. Yep. Because it's like, you know, I like if I'm in a if you're having a weird problem with like your your brother, your your mom, your daughter, your lover, whatever, and you have to deal with it yourself right now in the it's you and that person usually, maybe maybe mm-hmm. you'll go to a therapist together. <laughs> right. Which is as close as we can get to it. Yeah. But man, when you've got like a group of fucking awesome people who you could just lay it all on the line with an entire group of people like, man, yep. what, what this is fucking, this is what, 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 what I'm like. And then you get this group of people mirroring your, you know, neurosis in a benevolent way to be like, really? You're like, oh, and, and then, and you know, you generally the response you get from love when you demonstrate the tar pit is not rejection, but at the very worst, a kind of benevolent, like, poking fun at the thing you know totally, what i mean man. and that as a crazy and again it happened still the other day same day with my daughter we have been doing this thing to each other that seemed to work really fucking well to use exactly the technique you are describing she used this thing because we watched this movie where uh, there's like i don't know if you ever saw dragon the bruce lee story there's this old tale of like bruce lee being stoked by this demon which is really an inner thing right yeah, it's like sure. unless you deal with your own shit you're gonna pass on your demons to your kids kind of stuff it's right. not a physical de- so we have been totally click with my daughter made perfect sense to her the fact that we all have those two sides and she's like we got bruce lee and we got the demon and we have to and you know like the other day you know they gave us some shitty directions to the party it took us an hour to do something that would have been like a 10 minute drive it was i was furious right yeah and i was like and i'm getting edgy and i'm getting angry and my voice is changing and all of that and and you know i have good reasons for it at the same time like at one point when i stop at something not at all but you know traffic or some shit my daughter calls me on it and she said you know I don't know. You tell me, but what I see in the car right now, I don't see my dad anymore. I see the demon coming, and I would really like to get my dad back. That's cool. And, you know, I'm hyped to anybody tells me anything, I'm going to punch you in the face. And you hear that, and all that energy goes and deflates. And suddenly I'm like, you're completely 110% right. Sorry about that. Switch. I like to be your dad again right now. That's you know? it, man. Yeah. And the and your daughter goes, "You're my dad. I love you. Forget it." Exactly. And that's the game. Yep. That's the game. And yep. and like when you're around a group of people who have that intention, it's expected that people are going to get pissed. Yep. And and it's expected someone's going to get all weird. And and all, but it's also expected after the person gets weird when they realize it, and they're like, "Hey, shit, man. I'm sorry." Or when you work it out. You know, with our with the guy who was like in charge of building our camp mm-hmm. this year, I I apologize. I saw so many people apologize to him because he's got to like you know we're all super fucking hot. Of course, we're all building this thing and it, and we're all tired. And so like at some point, like I got a little, just a little, but a little, a little, just like oh, really, oh. and like cause you're tired. And I you know I went up of to course. him later. I was like, hey man, you know I was a little snippy. I'm sorry. Yeah. And he's like, no big deal, man. It's totally cool. And then later, I remember hearing someone else doing the same thing. And then you realize, like, oh, it's so beautiful. And the way he's responding, he's like, no, it's cool, man. And it's like that that kind of mm-hmm. interaction of just being like, yeah, I get it. You're going to overheat. No Normal. one knows how to do this shit. We're all going to overheat. Of course. And when you overheat, I'm going to let you overheat. And I trust that when you overheat, you're going to, like, maintain enough control yeah. to, like, uh, not, like, really blow your stack and get crazy. Totally. 
but you know, I, we saw one thing that was really crazy is this dude wanders into our fucking camp and like, he seemed cool. He was there for like, he came one night and we were hanging out with him. He's awesome. But then the next day he shows up and he, I guess he hasn't slept. He's hammered. And he starts like he's turning up the sound on our on our we're listening mm-hmm. music. He keeps turning up way too loud, where it hurts your ears. Yeah. And so we're like, "Hey man, do you mind? Can we not?" Yeah. And so then like he's like, "You realize, oh, this dude's fucking like violent, hammered." So now we're dealing with kind of the thing yeah. you're talking about in a very low level way, which is yeah. like, "Wait, we have an intruder intruder who is angry, yeah. who is like doesn't we don't know him that well, and right. what's his intentions?" And yeah. he seems like you know, you know the thing like at one point he. Uh, at one point, like some, one of our campmates is like, all right, man, well, you're going to have to like, you can't like, you can't keep doing this. You're obviously like, you're acting, you're acting weird, man. So you should like maybe walk, walk away right now. Trying to figure it out. And the guy's like, says to my friend who is literally the least racist person on earth. I actually think he has one of his parents is black. He like calls him a racist. He's like, you fuck, you motherfucking racist. And he like, he like pulls back. Right. Eyes are bloodshot, hammered. And you're like, whoa, yeah. violence. Yeah. How do we deal with this? And it was really cool to watch the way it worked. It's like some of us got in front of him and some of us, and he like, it was all very like, you know, we're not going to like fight you sure, here. It's ridiculous. Course. And so then there's these rangers at, burning man that you can go to and we're like hey man this guy's hammered he's getting violent we don't know what to do and the main thing there is like they don't want to they're, they're trying not to involve the cops right because if we involve the cops now the guy's going to jail quick. we yeah, don't want the guy to go to jail yeah. we don't want to like so so they're they're trained in all this crazy like non-violent communication mm-hmm. and stuff and like they were telling us just like all right well you know you know they're kind of breaking down it's like well you know the op the options are we don't, we don't want anybody to go to jail, sure. but we don't want there to be violence. Yep. And so what they're saying is, you know, if he did show up, maybe see if there's a way you can communicate with him. It's just insane hippie talk. Sure. Like, what are you talking about? But it's like, see if there's a, can you, yeah. can you talk to him in a way that's not going to like, and they're the way they're talking to us is r- trained. It's like this really cool, sweet. They're just like, see if there's a way we, yeah. when you get around him that you can like, not escalate how did that work out well this is what happened no doubt so he like suddenly the next we didn't see him again but then the, the next night we're just walking and he shows up he just latches on mm-hmm. to the group and he's like god this fucking weird vibe it's fucking weird and then one of the guys who's like been with the group the longest he's just a really smart cool fucking guy kind of like the story with your daughter mm-hmm. he like goes up to the guy and he's like hey and the guy was kind of like, I was a little drunk yesterday. And he's like, it's cool. And then he like starts hugging the guy. Mm-hmm. Not vi- not like yeah, grabbing yeah, him, sure. but all of a sudden he's hugging him. He's like, it's cool, man. It's cool. And just like what you're saying, mm-hmm. the guy, yeah. <laughs> yeah but it's in mad there was stuff. no yeah, more, and he, and he like, and, and he just wandered off. Yeah. There was no more thing for him to like. Totally. To, and it worked. It worked, man. Somebody didn't go to jail. Of course, yep. when somebody ran into the Burning Man, yeah, our group was like, more... "Oh shit! I hope it wasn't that guy." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, you know. But it, 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 um, it definitely, it definitely is a really cool thing to watch go down. And so, the thing that's funny about what you describe is that you can 
list the steps that were taken to make it work and somebody else does it and it's not going to work. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's like, it's more than the actions you take, it's more than the words you use, it's the present, the ability to read that that exact word will get to them. The yeah. one that sound almost the same will not. Yeah. It will lead to just... Uh, and that's art, you know, it's not, that's why I think the problem sometimes is that we often think that there's a formula, that if we only follow this formula, then we'll get the good result. And it's like, there is a formula and it kind of gives you the general idea that, yeah. but it's an art. Then you have to dance it and tweak it and do the things on the spot. For Surfing. The one per- exactly. And you need to get it exactly right. And that's where people then, you know, they'll, somebody will say, oh, you know, I'm going to go hug him. And then they get punched in the face and they're like, this hippie bullshit doesn't work. And it's like, no, it's the way you did it doesn't work. It's yeah. different. It's not that in theory it doesn't work or even in practice, but the way you handle that particular situation, maybe not, it's not evil. It's not that you, but obviously you didn't do the right thing. You know? I did. I'm, I'm terrible. I mean, like what happens inside of me is like, you know, fear and course, anger and like bristling and, and like the thing normal. We, yeah. Completely so normal. So you have to really like, I mean, that's the idea. It's like, you know, you, this is why we, you theoretically like, in the same way you are training to fight, sure. you, you should have something you're doing, I guess, that is like preparing you in a way that when, that you, when that wave crashes yeah. in, you can surf it in a peaceful way. And it's, you know, you can experiment with it a little bit on Twitter. If someone starts mm-hmm. like attacking you, oh, yeah. you can kind of just be like, instead of responding to their attack with another attack, you can just start asking them questions mm-hmm. and you can really have in your heart like this, like I, even if you're going to get pissed, you're like, this person's an asshole. You could have kind of in your heart, this idea of like, yeah. I wonder if there's a way that me and this person can find some common ground. Here. Totally. It's like, how can we turn an unpleasant interaction into a, ple- doesn't mean we're going to become best of friends forever. Doesn't mean that it's, we're going to be singing Kumbaya by the fire. Yeah. It just means how can I turn this very unpleasant interaction into a less unpleasant one? Into yeah. Maybe even a neutral one, maybe on a good day, even a good one, you know, that's art right there. That to me is yeah. what being human is all about. And, Man, I love, okay, we're going to have multiple tribal conversations because they're like seven, my brain is spinning in 72 direction of six. It's like, oh, I want to go down this path with Dan. I'm going to plug you into something after we we stop recording here. I'm looking forward to that. So let's just plug in. Well, by the way, guys, uh, we just, uh, Duncan just released an episode that we did together. By the time this is out, it may be a few weeks old or something, but look, you know, it was an awesome conversation that we had on Duncan Trussell Family Hour. Beside that particular episode, check out everything else on the catalog because it's Duncan. You can't go wrong. Is The one thing that I love about, and that tells you everything you need to do about Duncan Trussell Family Hour, you know how most people will skip commercials because they are bored? When Darker is doing a commercial, people will tune in specifically for the commercial. That's the I'm a great shell, guys. I'm an excellent pro-level shell. Not just that. You have a 10th degree black belt into subtle poetry. So it's Thank uh, you. all the good stuff. Thank you, man. So you guys check it out. And these, we definitely will continue this conversation more on Beautiful. another time. Great. Hare Krishna.
Well, the funky music means one thing, and that's the end of another fine episode of the Drunken Dows Podcast. Uh, quickly, Datu Sarah, Sure Design, on it, the Holy Trinity that helps us get this done. But another way to help us out is on our donation page at thedrunkendaos.com. Uh, there you will find a PayPal account where you can just click and hand over some cash. Crazy! Or, also helpful, is our Amazon portal. Click through that. Do your Amazon shopping like you normally do, and uh, they're kind enough to break off a piece of uh, their corporate uh, super money and help your buddies out here at the Drunken Taoist. And it costs nothing extra to you, and we sure would appreciate the help. Other things to check out, the Taoist Lecture Series is available on our page. You can uh, get your get your zen on. Well, he's got 16 different uh, 20 to 45-minute talks on various aspects of Taoism. And, of course, we've got to thank our pals at Daisy House, the incredible band that provides us with our theme music. Always appreciated. You can go to Bandcamp slash Daisy House and check out their new records. Please, buy a single, buy an album, help the folks that help us out. All right, that's a quick outro, but it's been a long show, and uh, we'll see you in a couple weeks. Take care. Bye. And so ends another awesome episode of the Drunken Taoist Podcast. Be sure to keep your ears peeled for another mind-expanding episode coming soon. We'll be tweeting you as soon as they come out. You can keep track of Daniel at dbolelli. That's D-B-O-L-E-L-L-I. And you can find me on Twitter at richimon1. That's R-I-C-H-I-M-O-N, the numeral one. See y'all soon. No, you don't. <laughs> in questo caso, in questo caso, le provvidenze di Dio. Duncan showed you the way, yeah? Huh? Oh man, isn't that scary to think? Nice. So don't kill people, do that instead. <laughs> this was great. Fucking awesome. And I love this conversation. We've been yeah, having a great hour here. I have nothing against chicken other than the fact that they are ugly and weird and strange. Dun, dun, dun. Lost. Are we doing the outro or the intro? We're outro. Oh, we're outro. Okay, sorry. So let's so let's continue. Did you ever see the movie Tombstone with uh, Val Kilmer and uh, uh, your accent? It just whatever that movie is you were trying to tell me about. Can you translate for me, please? I believe the word was Tombstone. Yeah, that one exactly. <laughs> just as I was saying, you know, Tombstone. <laughs> what do I have to do? One day the rod shall teach you. Get back to work.